I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the DK Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, and today I'm joined by our friend and co-host, Dale Lolly. Dale, thanks for coming back on the show as always, but we got to talk about the COVID madness that is sweeping through the NFL, and really, this isn't even a sweeping through. This is now, we have documented evidence that the Tennessee Titans were breaking protocol. The NFL, you know, reported it was reported that the NFL was investigating them for, for violations after two more players tested positive Wednesday morning. And then we found out that Dale, they were practicing off-site when they were supposed to be shut down and in quarantine. And this was the very thing that Roger Goodell was talking about in his memo that players can't do. What was your reaction when you saw all this, you know, un, uh, play out? Yeah, as we, as we found out, they had a, a practice last Wednesday. Uh, that was after their facility had been shut down. Um, so the timeline is a little, you know, they were told then Thursday that they were not permitted to have any team activities whatsoever. So they could have some wiggle room there with that. Um, you know, they thought that they were still going to wind up playing a game that weekend. Obviously, that's not the case. Uh, so it's going to depend on what they were told and when they were told it. Uh, you know, Mike Vrabel saying that he told his players on th- last Thursday that he told them that they were not allowed to have any, uh, you know, in-person stuff like that. They couldn't, uh, they couldn't get together. They weren't allowed to be around each other. Um, and judging from what I saw in the video that Paul Kaharski put out, and I trust Paul, I know Paul pretty well. Um, you know, I, I think that uh, we can assume that all of their, all of their uh, skill position players on offense were at this practice. They were throwing the football. Ryan Tannehill was definitely there. And lo and behold, Corey Davis tests positive today. Yep. So, uh, or I should say Wednesday. Um, so that now leads me to wonder if, if this isn't going to be more widespread even than what it already is. And that's the fear here. This is what the NFL was trying to prevent. This is what the protocols were in place for. This is, and now you have to wonder, Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry, is the entire offense about to get hit with COVID and then, you know, be out of commission? These are some serious concerns here. And now they, now they're oh, saying, their bigger serious, serious concern right now, Chris, is that if I were Roger Goodell, if I'm in his shoes right now, I'm looking at that video and any player who was at that practice is now suspended indefinitely, along with head coach Mike Vrabel. I, I'm suspending them all. Do you? But here's the thing. Do you think that Goodell would do such a thing? Because I, I agree with you. There's a lot of things that I think the NFL should do, right? But they, yes, Roger Goodell and, and however everyone, the things that they don't do, it, it always just is like, well, they did it again. But do you think that that's going to be something they actually do here? Because if they do that and Ryan Tannehill, Corey Davis, if Derrick Henry, if all those guys are there, that basically just wipes out the Titans. And well, not, but they to, not still, that we should feel bad for him, but that but they that, can but, still play games, mm-hmm. which is the main concern because you uh, again, I don't think forfeits. While well, Goodell did mention forfeits earlier in the week, I don't think that the league wants forfeits for sure, right? Because then the, you know, then uh, teams lose paychecks, 
uh, players lose paychecks. Uh, you know, you, you end up, you know, perhaps paying TV money back at the end of the year to the, to the networks because of games missed. Uh, so they don't want that. But you can punish the people who were involved with this uh, for, for breaking, the, you know, breaking the rules, and that includes Mike Vrabel. Um, you know, you can, you can come down on these guys hard but still allow the Tennessee Titans to move forward and play football games. Now they certainly won't be a very good football team, <laughs> but that's their own fault yeah. because they put themselves in this situation. Uh, again, I, I, you know, people were talking about, well, they may have to forfeit this weekend against the Buffalo bills. How is that fair to then to the Steelers? Because the Steelers had their game moved, uh, you know, and, and, and if I'm the, for example, the new England Patriots, I'm looking at that going, Hey, wait a second. They, they get, they get, uh, Buffalo gets a free win. And think about this, and you know, I know a lot of Steeler fans are saying, "Well, you know, the Steelers should get a forfeit in this in this game." Okay, so what happens later in the year uh, when uh, you know Baltimore winds up getting two forfeits, uh, picking up two forfeit wins? If if that's what we're going to do, that you're immediately going to go to the forfeit route, uh, or Cleveland gets a, a forfeit win, or whoever, and you end up in a tiebreaker with them, and it's the forfeit that that decides who goes to the playoffs, or who wins the division, or who has a buy in the playoffs. Um, you know, I, I don't know that that's fair to the competitive balance of the league, uh, but I think that suspensions, which we've seen the league do before. If you look back at the uh, Bounty Gate situation with the Saints, Sean mm -hmm. Payton was suspended for, for the season, and other players, certain players, uh, were suspended off of that team. The guys who were, who were deemed the, uh, you know, the, 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 ring the ringleaders, yeah. yeah, the ringleaders were suspended as well that year. So there is some precedent for that to happen. And I expect Goodell to come down hard on these guys. And to me, that, that would be the, the way to do this. Uh, suspend them, allow the Titans to continue playing. And I would also uh, take away their, two, their 2021 first-round draft pick. Because let's face it, without some of those guys, they're going to stink. So they should not benefit as an organization from this. They should not get a top-10 draft pick or a top-15 draft pick out of this because they put themselves in this situation. No, I agree. I think that that makes the most sense. Uh, taking away the draft pick is the start of it. Uh, you know, and if you can, if, if, if you suspend players indefinitely for the rest of the season, I, I think that works too. Uh, but Dale, this is also, you know, the, the Bills game being in jeopardy. This is also why I would say I think that this, they should have pushed the Steelers game back to the end of the season because then you could do the same with the Bills game. And then you just you push the playoffs back and you deal with that then. But, you know, I mean, when we look at the NBA, this time last year, this NBA season was starting. LeBron James was playing Kawhi Leonard to start the season. And here we are this year with their finals being played now. Not that the NFL would need to go a full calendar year, but you could push the, the Super Bowl back some weeks and even a month if you need to, to make sure that you get those games in. And you know what? Hey, if the Titans get punished, the Titans get punished. I think that that's totally fair that, that those guys that put the team at risk and put the league at risk with breaking those protocols, the NFL does need to come down hard on you. I'm right with you. The, the, the Titans, I was before willing to be patient and say, okay, let's see why the outbreak happened. Maybe there was some more innocent things here, but no, all that's out the window. Your benefit of the doubt is gone. The Titans deserve to be punished and punished harshly from the NFL. We'll keep you updated with that, with, with whether or not that will happen here on the DK Steelers podcast. But we're going to roll to a quick break. When we come back, we'll actually talk about the Steelers in the next segment. Um, just so we can get you updated with the team and what's going on. All that after this.
I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We're back here on the DK Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, and my friend and co-host, Dale Lolly. Dale, Deontay Johnson is back. And he's in practice. He's out of concussion protocol. You wrote an interesting piece about how he's truly the Steelers' number one receiver. When he was in, he was leading the team in targets, and he seems to be a focal point of the offense. Uh, you know, Juju Smith-Schuster does lead the team in touchdown catches right now, but how do you think that plays out for the rest of the season? Well, as I wrote, Chris, you know, uh, opposing teams tell you uh, what they think of your personnel by who they deploy and how they deploy it uh, against them. And, you know, uh, in the Steelers' last game against the Houston Texans, they had Bradley Roby, uh, you know, shadowing uh, Deontay Johnson all around the field. I expect the Philadelphia Eagles to do the same thing this week with Darius Slay. Bad man. And the reason for, and the reason for that is because Deontay Johnson is the Steelers' uh, top receiving threat. And, and, you know, a lot of teams don't necessarily have – their uh, their slot or their uh, their shadow guys the guys that they have shadow go into the slot, but Juju Smith Schuster doesn't play all of his snaps in the slot. He does play some outside, and they're take they're playing him straight up and they're shadowing Deontay Johnson. So, um, you know, I, I think Deontay Johnson uh, before last week was on pace for 112 catches. Um, you know, he didn't catch a ball against the the, the Texans before leaving in midway through the second quarter with that concussion. Uh, but, uh, you know, he had 14 catches in his first two games. Um, you know, I, I think uh, he's being recognized now as the Steelers' top receiver, at least by opposing teams. And that's going to be interesting because, like you said, Darius Slay is their, is their top cornerback, and he's a really good quarterback. You know, he's one of the best in the league, in my opinion. And he's going to be following – if he's going to be following Deontay Johnson around, this will be a serious test. Now, we, we all saw him give the business to Jadavious White last year uh, against the Bills with some of the routes that he was running. If Deontay Johnson coming off an injury and then in bye week um, is able to do that to Darius Slay, I think that's going to put a lot of people on notice. If those two line up a lot on Sunday at 1 o'clock at Heinz Field and you see Deontay Johnson still putting up, putting up numbers, that's going to be very impressive. And I think that's going to put up a signal to all of the Steelers fans and to the entire NFL that this guy's for real. Yeah, and Slay's a tough matchup, as you said. I'll, I will say this, uh, you know, the, the Eagles have given up uh, two games to receivers this year uh, of more than 61 yards. And both of those guys, both of those games came from guys in the slot. Uh, it was uh, Tyler Boyd uh, of the Bengals had 10 catches for 125 yards 
and Cooper Cup uh, went went over. Uh, I think he had five for 81 working out of the slot against the Eagles. So uh, the Eagles also don't cover tight ends real well, as we saw last week with George Kittle. Uh, they're giving up six catches per game to the tight end position, uh, 68 yards to the tight end position, and they've already given up five touchdown passes yep. to the tight end position. So you know, keep an eye on those two things. You, you know, even if Deontay Johnson doesn't necessarily have a ton of success in this game, that's that's because other guys are running wide open against the Philadelphia Eagles. And they're banged up a lot. They expected Jalen Mills to jump into the safety position this year. They, they had to move him back at cornerback because they're a match unit of a team. They have a lot of problems there. But uh, like you said, they're giving up a lot of numbers to the tight end position. When you look at, uh, you know, the versus the tight end position as far as fantasy production, they are third to last in the NFL. They're getting slashed by tight ends. This could be an opportunity for Eric Ebron to really hurt the, the Eagles and get on, get on the board more for the Pittsburgh Steelers. But also, like you said, those guys in the slot, if Juju's in the slot, if they, you know, they want to line up Claypool in there and get, and get him, just run him some streaks down the middle of the field, this would be a chance for Ben Roethlisberger to, to, to just throw all over the middle of the field, you know, isolate Darius Slay outside. If he's lining up with Deontay Johnson or whoever lines up outside the numbers, that's fine. But to attack the middle of the field, and that might also give the Steelers an advantage because the Eagles, while the Steelers were in a bye week, they were able to take over the, the league-leading sack-producing uh, position in the, uh, in the NFL with their defense. And they bring a lot of interior pass rush with Malik Jackson, uh, Fletcher Cox, and of course, Steelers fans know Javon Hargrave. They're bringing it up the middle. If the Steelers can neutralize that, part of that is quick passing and you know seeing if the Steelers' offensive line can hold up. But if Ben Roethlisberger is hitting people up over the middle – and, and taking what's there, I think it's going to make it really hard for the Eagles defense to be good at what they what they do, to actually pull off what they're good at in this game. Yeah, it could be. It's going to be an interesting matchup. The strength of that Eagles team is their defensive line. I would have said their offensive line as well before this season, but that's yeah. been wrecked. Uh, their their linebackers are terrible. Yes. Um, yes. You know, Slay's a good player on defense, but the rest of it's just kind of eh. Uh, so if you can neutralize that that pass rush that comes from the defensive line, I think. I believe uh, uh, they've got 17 sacks, and I, and I think 13 and a half of them have come from the defensive line. So, I mean, they are, they are a true four-man pass rush. Uh, but they do rotate those guys a lot. And to me, one of the things you saw last week, when, if you watched the game against the, the, uh, the 49ers, was you saw Fletcher Cox experiencing uh, some issues with cramps and those kind of things. He had to get, a, he had to get an IV. Um, if I'm the Steelers, and I wrote about this earlier in the week, I bring out the little hurry-up offense, a little uh, no huddle, and try to keep those guys on the field, keep them from substituting, and wear those defensive linemen down. They're, they're not, you know, uh, as much as I like Javon Hargrave, he is not Cam Hayward or Stephon Tuitt in terms right. of his body type. Same thing with Fletcher Cox. They're, you know, they've got, they've, they've got a bit of a belly there. So these are guys that can, can get winded a little bit, and I want to I try to uh, wear them down a little and do that by uh, having them, uh, you know, pass rush four or five times in a row. I think that certainly would be a challenge to the Eagles. And again, this is a team like the Steelers. You could say that they have pass rush, but they have decent linebackers and they've got a secondary with athletes in it that they trust right now. The, the Eagles are hurt up in a lot of different places. Like you said, they're not good at linebacker. They really have one cornerback they can trust. Devontae Maddox has been in and off of injury uh, in their safety position is not really strong right now. Uh, this, this has a chance if the Steelers can pull it off and be efficient coming out of the bye on offense, 
I think that there's some really good passing numbers that Ben Roethlisberger could put up in this game. Um, and it'll be interesting to see who it goes to, whether it's Deontay Johnson, Juju Smith-Schuster, Chase Claypool, Eric Ebron. But, hey, that's what we've been talking about, Dale, is that they've got lots of options for Ben Roethlisberger to attack people with. Yeah, for sure. And that's that's the thing about this offense that, um, you know, there is a variety of targets here. There's a bunch of different guys who have shown to be capable of hurting an opposing defense. And quite frankly, if the Steelers get to 20 points in this game, I don't see how the Eagles uh, get above that because unless the Steelers turn the football over because this offense is their offense is really going to struggle with the Steelers pass rush. I agree there. Dale, thanks so much for, for coming on the show. As always, we'll be talking at you tomorrow when we give our weekly picks. Before, before that, we're going to throw it to a break. When we come back, we're going to do some don't get me started. Y'all got me started. Find out what got me started after this. Is it your one in three five fantasy football team? You know, Dale, you can go somewhere else. I said you were going <laughs> off the show. Now get off the show. No one cares about your – is, is it the fact that my team is three and one and you're one and <sighs> three? You know, I tried to throw it to break, but no, 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 no. Your team doesn't have to do it. I lost Nick Chubb, Michael Thomas, A.J. Brown, Deontay Johnson. My team is destroyed. Yeah. Yeah. I can't stand you. I can't st- – you know what? You know what? Get, get out of here. You're no longer – get off the show. That's my show. <laughs> all right, all right, Dale. We'll talk about this tomorrow when we do our picks and we do some things. My team's going to build back back. Watch me, I'm telling you. Watch out for my squad. They're going to build right back. And then y'all going to be like, hey, where'd Chris come from? Because you turned your back on me. You're going to see what happens. But, like I said, he got me started. But you get to hear what else got me started right after this. Welcome back to the DK Steelers podcast. I'm Chris Carter, and you're listening to Don't Get Me Started. Don't get me started about telling myself to go somewhere. Let me tell y'all that I really, this is the first time ever in Don't Get Me Started history. Y'all remember me. On the DK Steelers podcast earlier this week saying, hey, 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 let's chill out about the Titans. Let's give them the benefit of the doubt. Let's, let's, let's do, let the investigation take place because we need to see where they're going to go. We don't know. It was innocent. You know, maybe a kid gave it to them. Maybe it was a simple mistake. Maybe there was just something that we don't know because COVID-19 is crazy. Yeah, forget all of that. Punish them. Burn them. I know we talked about this in the first segment, but I'm just going in further because I am this this has made me this has made me frustrated. The fact that not only, not only did they go out and do this, but then they got players doubling down trying to defend this action. Roger Saffold, an offensive lineman for the Tennessee Titans, legitimately came out on Twitter to defend the actions of his teammates and the offensive skill players that met up on their own, he comes out and tweets the following, quote, guys just don't work out for fun. This is for our, our their livelihood, their family, their opportunity. Say what you want, but I'm standing for up for my team always. Okay, stand up for your team, but your team literally just stabbed the entire league in, in the back, so if you stand up with them, you're going to take the punishment with them, buddy, and that's probably the whole season. Be it, be, you know, if you get punished, you get suspended for the whole year. 
Also, he spelled livelihood wrong. It, it, livelihood is one word with an I, not lively with a Y, and then space, and then hood is in two words. That's not what that means, so get your English together, Roger. Uh, but uh, but it seems like they don't have any remorse for what they did. They're just kind of like, meh, that happens. We had to do it. No, you didn't. When you were put on lockdown, you everybody knows this is tough. Ben Roethlisberger's getting his, his kids homeschooled. Everybody's taking extra precautions. The Steelers gave up their bye week because y'all messed up. And on top of giving a bye week, you're not even allowed to go anywhere. So now they practice for a week when they wouldn't have been wouldn't have practiced before. They didn't ice up their bodies for an entire week like normally you would do for a bye week. And then they didn't play. And then they lost their midseason bye week because of your screw up, Tennessee Titans. And now. You're you want you're you're saying like oh well we had the right to do what you you know what well guess what Roger Goodell's got the right to throw the book at you and I hope that he does and it's it's crazy but if Roger Goodell goes soft on these guys it's going to be another it's going to be another notch up on the wall of Chris Carter's why I don't like Roger Goodell as a commissioner board because there's a lot of reasons I don't but this would go right up there they have to set an example of these guys and I agree with Dale I'm not for the forfeiting of games but you know what. If Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry, and Corey Davis and all their offensive playmakers were at this bit, suspend them for the year. Guess what, buddy? Your backups are in. Start promoting your uh, start promoting your practice squad, guys. This is why we gave you a big practice squad. And once you guys start practicing again, and guess what? You guys got to go figure it out. Go play. Go play with go play with some backups and get slaughtered for the rest of the year. That's up to you, buddy. And I think I think that if they're going to if they have to push this week's game back, they should push back to the end of the year, and they should do the same thing with the Steelers because it's unfair to the Steelers to have to deal with with this nonsense. And Ben Roethlisberger's right. He said it on Wednesday morning. He said we are getting the short end of this stick. And you know what? If it was again, if it was incidental, if this was an accident, if this was unintentional, that they that they you know, they, they, they 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 there was just a mistake, and there was just a hey, you know that accidentally happened. We're sorry. I get it, and I would. I then I'd say, hey Ben, you know it's the short end of the stick, but you know what? Everybody's got a short end of the stick. It's COVID nineteen. It's twenty twenty. This has been a crazy year. We just gotta roll with it. But when I saw this, I'm like, nah. Now you can't enforce the Steelers to have the short end of the stick because these guys wanted to break the rules and knowingly did it to uh to and knowingly did it to endanger other teams without caring about what the, what the impact would be. Now I'm angry. Now I'm like, okay, that's too much. This is where the line should be drawn, right here. And it, the, the NFL needs to come down on these guys. So Roger Goodell, uh, you better come down. And, and it's crazy, you know, I, not that I was saying anything wrong before. I still agree with my original statement. Hey, f until we know what they were doing, uh, you know, we, should, we shouldn't try to say that the, the Titans should be, you know, pounced upon with the penalties. You know, if it was one person or two people, you know, punish those guys. But when it's an entire team or it's, a, it's, a, it's an entire unit, the way that, they're, that we're seeing with this investigation now, oh boy, yeah, no, I'm, I'm all, nope, get rid of them. Uh, you know, I'm okay, I'm okay with just with burning it all down, just being like, you know what, you guys, all the punishments, no sympathy for you. All that's out the window. And again, I was willing to be patient. I was willing to be patient for these guys. They, all my patients, they just threw it out the window. I think everyone else across the league should feel the same way. This is a disgrace. This is irresponsible. Um, and I, I think there should be repercussions from the front office to the coaches to the to the players. Anyone involved should be should should, should be harshly punished. And uh, again, if the NFL goes soft on these guys, or if or if or if uh, if the Bills get their game moved to the end of the season when the Steelers should have gotten their game moved to the end of the season, the Steelers better not 
get the short the end of the short end of any stick in this conversation because if they do, I, I do think that the Roonies should have strong words with the uh, with the NFL, Roger Goodell, and anyone in their front office. Be like, hey, buddy, we can't be having this anymore. But y'all got me started, and this has been Don't Get Me Started here on the DK Steelers Podcast. Thanks for listening to the DK Steelers Podcast. Be sure to subscribe. We're at Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere podcasts are hosted. Also, leave us a five-star review with a positive comment on Apple Podcasts. Doing so really helps out the show moving forward. Tune into all our DK podcasts here. We've got we've got our, our normal show, the DK Daily Shot, where you can listen to Dan Kovacevic every day, give his sports take of what's going on. We've got the NHL Draft, so he can talk a lot about that. Um, you can also listen to the DK Pirates Podcast, where Alex and Noah are going over pirate stuff. They just made a big sign. Maybe we'll talk about that soon you also have noah's no doubters for his gambling advice on the weekends and down memory lane noah's podcast where he talks to former pittsburgh athletes and also now you can all you can also of course listen to our radio hits like day on a mark madden show talking about van halen the guitarist and you can also listen to us on channel 11 our show's halftime adjustment and fantasy football insider where this week you get to listen to me on fantasy on halftime adjustments talking about the penguins and the steelers then you can also listen to me talk about fan give you fantasy football advice this week on Fantasy Football Insider, all of that right on this network here. So give us a subscribe, give us the five stars. Really appreciate you guys. We'll be back in years tomorrow talking more on the Steelers and getting you ready for the weekend.